<laughs> so I want to thank Angela for agreeing to do this. And um, oh, don't worry about that. And um, you can just put it down. We'll see what happens. We'll, <laughs> we'll uh, work around it because we are going to be videotaping this as well for the back of the Zoom website. So, which yeah, I don't think anybody ever goes and looks at, but we put it there for posterity. So, um, Angela took part in our teaching for Charlottesville uh, panel last semester, and she was so dynamic and charismatic. I thought she would be the perfect person to do something like this. Um, she does a lot of work in her classes on inclusivity and getting people to really think through this sort of thing, and it's a topic that we really engage with on campus. So anyway, with no further ado, thank you, Angela Cariotis. I'm going to put dynamic and charismatic on my Vita, <laughs> on my website, underneath reviews. Uh, I want to talk briefly about uh, to um, disarm the notion about quantity versus quality. We are very, I'm a performer person and I always want a sold out show. So somehow we pressure ourselves about how many people are in the room instead of honoring who is in the room. So we are here together and there are some beautiful things about how we will contribute to our experience together. I ask all of you to write a comment about how you will contribute to our experience here together. I didn't ask you about what you wanted to take out of this experience because we're always looking to take from something. We're, we are always, our first impetus is about what we're going to get out of it. Well, this is more of a generous mindset, right? Whenever you do something new, whenever you might be in a situation where you might be challenged, or you're looking weird, or you're going to do something that might make you uncomfortable because you don't want to get shook, you don't want to break your cool, right? You don't want your makeup to smear, right? Somehow that we automatically uh, get into a mode of editing ourselves. So this question is intended to put you in a mindset of generosity. What are you going to leave in the room? How are you going to contribute to the space? Creating a generous mindset is one of the first steps in creating an inclusive classroom and an equitable classroom. So let me see some of the beautiful things. I will be open-minded. Mm. I will be cheery. I will be enthusiastic and attempt, and attempt to trust. I will share the experience I had in Professor Kay's course. I honor all of you for doing that. The first thing that I'm going to say is we're going to play together. The same, isn't that interesting? We are going to play the same way that babies, babies learn by playing. You can read all about something, but when you go through a physical experience about it, it becomes part of your muscle memory. You internalize the experience more as opposed to just hearing about it or learning about it. So through the guise of play, we will learn how to talk about difficult to talk about subjects. We will go through experiences together. Going through a new experience is going to bond you with the people that you have that experience with. I'm going to model some exercises that I do in our class. I'm so lucky to have all these beautiful faces with me, new students and past students. We're going to work through some exercises, applied and devised theater exercises that are intended to scaffold conversation, um, internalizing our perspective and challenging ourselves. So there are about 10 exercises that we're going to do together, okay? So I welcome you in that. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, 
but then we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. So the first thing that I do, the first thing that I do is sociometric mapping. Sociometric mapping. What that means is I have to get to know who's in the room. If I'm going to include you in the space, I have to know who I'm including in that space. Sociometric mapping is about measuring interpersonal relationships amongst people that are going to have high contact with each other. I'm going to welcome you, simply, and I'm going to say I welcome all faiths, and I'm going to ask you what are some of the faiths that are represented here today? Who do I have in the room? Who do I have? Do you practice a faith? Yes. I'm Jewish. Jewish. Anyone else? Yes? Roman Catholic. What other faiths are here? Greek Orthodox. I am also Greek Orthodox. Christian by way of Greek Orthodox. Any other faiths? Catholic. All ethnicities are welcome in this space. What are some ethnicities that are here today? Irish. Irish and Italian. Italian. Italian and Dutch. English, Scottish, German. English, Dutch, German. Eastern European, Norwegian, and English. All of this Greek Orthodox, uh, Greek, first generation Greek American. So first generation I think is important to me. All socioeconomic statuses are welcome in this room. All classes are welcome in this space. Who do I have here? I'll start. I'm, uh, I come from blue collar working class. I come from laborers. Now I'm middle class, squeezed middle class now. Who else is here? Yeah? All family structures are welcome here. Educated middle class, I was raised and <laughs> All of that is welcome here. All family structures are welcome here. Uh, what are some family structures that are here? I'll start. Uh, single mother household. Mm -hmm. Welcome. I'm a double income, no children, but I come from one of the most confusing families ever. That's welcome here. <laughs> That's welcome here. <laughs> Anyone else, Ray? <laughs> Got you. Um, I, I have, you know, the, the two parents and I have three siblings, mm -hmm. and but I have an even bigger extended family. My mother is one of seven, so like I, so like I have a big extended family, so that's really cool. Mm -hmm. All of that is welcome here. All abilities are welcome here. All disabilities are welcome here. All invisible disabilities are welcome here. All ages are welcome here. All regions or all backgrounds. All aesthetics. The way that you aesthetically express yourself, all of that is welcome here. So that is our welcoming. And I'm going to ask everyone to come together. And we are going to do name and gesture. Let's stand in a circle, not in a line. Let's stand in a circle. We're going to do name and gesture. If I'm going to create an inclusive space, you have to get to know everyone's name. 
you have to get to know everyone's name. You have to be able to pronounce everyone's name correctly. Their birth name, their given name, not the name that they've adapted for themselves to make it easier for everyone else to be able to pronounce. Are you chewing gum? You have to get to know everyone's name. Challenge yourself to get to know everyone's name by the end of your very first class. Make it a goal for everyone in the class to get to know each other's name and to pronounce it correctly by the end of your very first class. So let's try that. We're going to go around the room, uh, around the circle. You're going to say your name and perform a gesture. Gesture is a body movement. When you're finished, everyone else will mirror it back to you. Look at them! Look at them! Look at them! Look at them! Do you see them? Right? But you were, you felt like that too, right? But on the very first time that I asked you, but then what happened? Okay. So let's. So I'm gonna go. Um, uh, I'm gonna go first, and then Greg will go around this way. Remember this? Yeah. All right. You're gonna you're gonna uh, mirror it back to me in exactly the same way as the person offers it to you. Okay. Professor K. Professor K. Greg. Greg. Bill. Bill. Mary. Mary. Kathy. Kathy. Alexa. Alexa. Amber. Amber. Austin. Austin. Angela. Angela. Yeah. Very good. So now, what we do, we're not going to do it now, but what we would do is go around and do it again, but not wait for the person to say their name first and then repeat it, but anticipate it and do it at the same time. It is a way that we do it at the top. <laughs> but that's something too. <laughs> it's a way that we set the tempo of the class. It's the way that we start every class. Another thing that we do to create our inclusive and equitable space is to create a ritual. What is a ritual that we can create that binds us and bounds us together? It could be specific to what you're teaching, to your own ethos. So what I'm going to do right now is specific to me and to my class. It's not the thing that I'm telling you to do. It's just showing you what our ritual is. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So this is our ritual. So in my class, we have to have high energy. It's important. We have to abandon this belief. Enthusiasm and participation is key. And general joy. So this ritual helps create space for all of that to be invited into the classroom. You remember how this goes? So for the rest of you, you're going to do what I do in the way that I do it and say what I say in the way that I say it. Ready? Oh, <laughs> 
And I'll ask you to feel the energy, feel the connectivity. We'll do it again normally, but now I'm going to let you off the hook. <laughs> Find one partner. Find someone that you don't know. Can you join us? Can you be Greg's partner? I can do that. So have a great face. You can go sit. Go, go to a corner, go to a corner, and I'm going to tell you what to do next. You can sit down, sit anywhere with your partner. This is your partner. Some of you don't know, I'm so glad. And here's the next thing. We're going to create theatrical introductions. Inclusivity. Everybody's like, oh, look at these. Right? This is wonderful because it, when it comes to experiences like this, I am decentered as the authority. I position myself as a facilitator of your experience. So your personal experience is welcome and it is valued as knowledge. So this exercise is a way to do that in a playful way. I always tell them, whatever we do is not just, like, please, not just please, right? Please is a way to create total family in ourselves. So theatrical introductions is about something else. Here's your task. Your task is to talk with your partner until you find three things that you have in common. You have to talk to each other. You have to talk to the people that you're in the room with. Find three things that you have in common. Pick one of those things. And you're going to create and you're going to what am I You're going to create a theatrical introduction with that person. So Austin, do you remember this? Do you remember Amber, do you remember these? Can you come up here with me? So we're gonna we're going to uh, model this. Amber and I talked to each other, we found three things that we have in common. We're going to pick one of those things. Eating at uh, eating at Italian restaurants. So now we're going to talk about how are we going to create a little mini performance to share and show the thing that we have in common and introduce each other at the same time. Okay, all right. So we talk, we talk, we talk. Now we're going to choreograph our favorite thing. So you look at the menu, and I'll be there. So you're going to look at me, and I'm going to be drinking the wine because I can. <laughs> right? Okay, so do you think we should get an appetizer, or do you want to do like family style? Because they have this like pasta special. More wine, please! <laughs> this is Amber! This is Professor K. That's it. You do not have to say what the thing is. You're going to show us what the thing is. I want to tell you why we're doing this. Because everybody wants to always know why, right? You're getting to know the people that are in the space with you. When you spend time with folk that is intimate, right? It segues into mutual accountability mutual investment, and the point is high yield. And my hope that instances like these will automatically diffuse us to exoticize or essentialize or render otherness to those with whom we might think we are very different. 
The quality, and I want to read this to you, okay? This is important for you to know, so you're not judging yourselves. The higher the quality of that time with those different from you, the less likely you will identify fellow mates, classmates as different at all. This is an attempt to desegregate and decolonize the classroom. This class may be the only time when these students share space. You have an opportunity to make it meaningful and to inform the exchange and experience of each other and that they experience each other at all. When you are in a class, you are in a class with people that may be radically different from you or you think that, you assume that. It is my responsibility to facilitate an exchange, a togetherness, a conversation, a positive experience among all of those students. Otherwise, they may never meet each other outside of that classroom ever again. Different sororities, different fraternities, different, sit different seats in the lunchroom. The lunchroom is segregated. The lunchroom has always been a segregated space. Different clubs, different extracurriculars, different hangout spots, where we, different parties that they're going to, different dorms. So in your class, you have an opportunity to nurture an experience and a relationship amongst people that may normally never meet. So now we know each other's names. And now we're going to have the moment where we find out how much we actually have in common. And that's going to bind us. And through our high contact and through our proximity, it limits, it limits the opportunity of uh, creating space or difference or otherness. That's why you're doing what you're doing. Yes? Can I ask a quick question? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that this will also be useful for... Um, difficult conversations that you're going to have in class at some point. Whether it's we haven't even, that is, that is like the next one, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you start to break down these barriers and then you start to see each other. To start seeing each other as allies, right. less different, right. things that you have in common. The point is to not uh, essentialize someone. And this might be the only time that we are all uh, together in this space. Normally your friendships are with people that think exactly like you and look exactly like you and go all the places that only you go to. And that's, 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 that's a segregated experience. That is what I am trying to use the classroom to impede that practice. All right? So. Er, 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 er. Now you know why. Let's go back to the fun thing, right? That's fun for a reason. You are going to talk to your partner uh, until you find three things that you have in common. Pick one of those things to show it in a little mini performance, introducing each other to the class. Go. Say again? Yes, sure. <laughs>
ourselves we should name ourselves like a full a happy happy hour right 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 all right everybody welcome welcome let's find out who is in the space who would like to share first let's get give it up give it up a big round of applause to warm up the room let's see who we have let's bring it back Oh, and one, close out, bro. This is Austin. This is 
Very good. That's it. That's it. Next. Let's go. Oh. Very good. Give them a round as they create their space. like to share? Let's do it. Very good. Very good. All right, let's come to it. Let's come to a circle. Not
and you can still have fun, you can still be boss, and you can still uh, create enjoyment in a space, all right? Find a partner, someone that you haven't partnered with yet. Someone that you haven't partnered with. Maybe someone that you don't know. We want to create a beautiful space over there. Can you sit? I bring a chair over. Is that what we're doing? All right, can one person from the group, so Cassidy, you can just hang out with me. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, all right, so here we go. Can one person raise their hand in the group? Those are the peaches. And the other one is the strawberries, okay? So we're going to mirror this. You're the strawberry and I'll be the peach. Right, the strawberries will be the mirror. And the peaches are the ones that are looking in the mirror. And what's the thing about a mirror? Opposite. Opposite. Reflection. Allow it to reflect exactly as it was. So we don't have to play opposites, right? Let's not shoot each other up. But allow it to reflect, all right? So this is a lesson about leading and following, but also when you have no say about where you're being led to. So it's about privilege and it's about oppression. It's about having control and not having control. Face to face, you have to look each other in the eye, and only in the eye, not at the hands. Not at the... So now Cassidy is going to reflect me. We're always going to stay looking at each other's eyes. I'm going to go slow. I'm not going to go fast. All right, and we're going to follow each other. Are you ready? All right, so face to face. You want to the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Absolutely. Face is true. On your mark, it's not a contest. Get set and go. Move slow. Be conscientious. The face counts. Don't look at me. The face counts too. Move slow. Don't talk. Do not talk. Resist the urge. Talking keeps you busy. Talking translates anxiety. Be in the moment. We're doing the live. Do not turn around. <laughs> See how hard it is not to talk. Former leader will reflect exactly from where you picked off, where you left off, and begin. Stay with the eye contact. It's creating a ritual space with your person. Enjoy it. This is probably the longest eye contact session you have ever had with all eye contact sessions combined. 
I'm going to get to rice and water better. Oh, yeah. Freeze exactly where you are. Now listen. No one is the leader, and both of you are the leader. You will organically create a way. Yes, it is. No one is leading, both of you are leading. Explore organically how the movement, how the exchange happens. And begin. See what happens. What is the relationship that you develop? What are the... <laughs> what is the relationship? What, are, what agreements are you making organically? Without even talking about it. What mutual understanding? And freeze. And come back to the surface. And sit down. Everybody's about to go to the All of you are about to explode. If that's the understanding that you created with each other, so let me ask you this. Did you like leading the best? No. Really? Why? What is that about? It's hard to think of the next move while you're also moving and concentrating. So I felt like just to try to be creative and find things to do. And we have to know that about ourselves. When don't we want to be in control? When do we surrender our power freely? When do we prefer to disengage? That's something to know. How often do we do that? Now we're just doing it in mere exercise and effort. We feel better not leading. When do we always feel better not leading? When is it a burden? When is it overwhelming? How often do we surrender that power? Who are we surrendering it to? Who felt better uh, um, to? Who liked it? I liked it, but I liked others. You like following better? I like both. I like both. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I like the mutual best. Okay. Can you talk about that? The mutual best. Can you talk about that? Well, for me, what the understanding was, was it was about taking turns. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, I just, I felt in control, but also like, like I felt in control, but not fully in control. Mm -hmm. Probably because that was a shared space. And you agreed to it. Right? You didn't talk about it. You didn't say, you go and I'll go. Organically, it was a mutual understanding that both of you bought into, and then you created that space for each other. Anybody else have any reactions? I think it might be sort of attentiveness to the other person, you know, that you have to be so connected that you're not thinking about anything else. So it really makes an intense kind of focus. And uh, being present. Any other surprises? Any other thoughts? Or, yes. So teamwork, I oh. just, uh, I was feeling, this, this is going to be teamwork, uh -huh. so the, uh, the sake of accomplishing it on behalf of the group to what yes. a pair or two. Very good. When we were doing the mutual thing, I actually honestly didn't know always who was leading and who was the following. It was really 
Just a short one. The leaders and the followers, you had to trust the person that was making decisions for you. How did that feel? Great. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. What happens when you're not? Anxiety, you know, probably your immune side just will eat at you. What questions or concerns might you have for the people that are in control? The people that lead you, the people that demand you follow them blindly. What are some questions and concerns you have for those people? Are you going to read? Are you going to run next year? Oh, so think about it. Think about this exercise. You were led. You were led blindly. It was demanded of you to trust the person who was in control. What are, What were some of your concerns? What are some questions that you have? There's a lot of initial trust, but then when you end up in Iraq, you're, you're, you lose it. Okay. So. <laughs> right, right. So think about this specific exercise. What were some of the concerns that you may have had? Um, like if I was like asked to sit or like left or right, that I would like move the right amount of space to like end up where I'm supposed to end up. Where are you supposed to end up? Am I going to end up where I'm supposed to end up? Are they giving you enough direction to help you end up where you're supposed to end up? What else is another question or concern? You didn't know where you were supposed to end up. I don't know where I'm supposed to end up. You don't know where you're supposed to end up. You're trusting him to help you end up wherever it is that you think you're... I love my students. Where you're supposed to end up. Jonathan, just jump right in. What other questions or concerns might you have? For the person leading you, yes. Are they paying attention? Are they paying attention? Are they paying attention to you? Or are they paying attention to their own power? Right. Are they going to be gentle with you? Are they going to leave you somewhere and forget about you? <laughs> right? We're talking about this one exercise, but I'm hoping that in this conversation you could see the larger metaphorical conversation that happens from it. So think of uh, another thing uh, I want you to just, because it's all about language. Privilege is a form of power. When you're leading somebody, you are in a position of privilege. You can see the space. You know what's going to happen next. You set the tempo. You are responsible for this other person. That is a privilege. And that is also a power. All right, so let's move on to the next thing. Sociometric mapping. Sociometric mapping. Uh, and you can, I'm going to do this first low key, low risk, and then we'll raise the stakes a little bit. So on a line, on a line, let's have, the thing about sociometric mapping is about taking inventory of who is in the room. This device can also be used to figure out where you stand on certain topics. Where you stand. You've been at, all the way on this end, you've been at Skeeton Hall the longest forever. You were here when the first charter was. <laughs> all right, the longest at Skeeton Hall. And over here on this end, this chair right here, uh, you just got here. You're brand new, all right? And, and there's the, imagine this whole timeline, and now you have to talk to each other. So think about it. Okay. Okay. Alright, my birthday is December 7th. Now, how long have you been in Seaton Hall? So we all So then move on. So then all of your. Oh, we're going to do it by like. Never mind. Please be here. Go for it. 
So you're probably going to be right next to So all of you are clustered in a little bit. Okay. All the way to the Right? So we are clustered. Here, cluster, cluster, cluster. Look at this dichotomy here. So the thing about uh, a sociometric line, they're all clustered because they all came together. Greg is a sophomore and all of you had to speak to each other to learn about your shared experience, where you are on the line. So I just want to read something to you. The thing about a sociometric map, it forces you to discover where you stand on topics. You're taking the temperature of the room and you're seeing the physical marked representation of your experience on a scale in relation to others. Now we're just, and now I'm going to ask you, so what is the story of that? What is the story of your experience? You're all the way here at the end. Can you tell me 30 seconds of your, why you positioned yourself here? I had to ask my colleagues. Right, but what's your story here? You know, this is like the person who's being your audience. What's the deal? How long are you here? Uh, 39 years. 39 years. Oh, the word has enough, the word, you said, we your tell, tell me the story of that. Struggle, struggle, struggle. One, tell one me? word. That's it. Can you tell me your story? Um, I started as a student in the program in 1986. Okay. So now I'm going to walk all the way over. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> These custard cups. Can one of you tell me, uh, so you position yourself all the way at the end, and all of you are sort of together on the pin, on the, dot, on the head of the pin, right? Can one of you tell me your story? What is the story of that? Um, I'm a freshman, so I'm pretty new here. Um, I'm a finance and accounting major, and I love it here. Okay, so that, so this is it. Now I'm going to ask you another question, okay? Uh, and and the, 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 the way we're going through questions is you can ask any question. You can create a map to measure any experience. Uh, the longest here, you're, the longest you've been to, um, your lineage has been in the United States of America. All right? So you can trace your lineage in America all the way from the, the creeks. Right? The indigenous. Here, you know, we just got here. We Baby. just got on the plane. <laughs> we just got to America. We are the newest immigrants. So you have to talk to each other, but first interrogate your own self with how you measure your ancestry. How long has your ancestry have been rooted in America? So let's find out. Talk to each other. Think about yourself. Isn't this easy? I came here when I was five. I was born in a different country. So you're super. You're super over my grandparents. I don't know exactly when the 50s. That's about exactly. So here, right, right here. Depending on the, it depends on the family. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have family in the United States since the 1700s. Then you're going to go all the way down there. Yeah. 
Around what year? How was it all the 1980s? The 1980s. DR. From Dominican Republic. All right. I got, my family came here from Greece and, uh, on a plane in 1967. That's it. So let's go over here. Brother Christian, can you tell me? 1786, Mr. Collins purchased four Africans on the Guinea coast. But then one of uh, one, I'll say on my side of the board. Someone married a Cherokee, which then I think puts us into the indigenous
And I'm just saying something short because everybody's talking about it, right? That's the thing that we're talking about. I'm trying to show you you could replace the question of the topic with anything that serves in your process. We need to get rid of the Second Amendment and take away all of the guns. Um, I have all of the guns. I like my guns. Nothing is changing with the guns. Everything is staying exactly the same. So in here, you have to figure out where you stand. Are you, are, you, are you extreme one end? Are you extreme on the other? Or do you fall somewhere in between? Where do you slide on this scale? Then you start talking about, well, age things matter. Mm -hmm. Now background checks. Now, well, if you have a record, you can't get a gun. If you're on pro you know, right, you start asking, and you have to ask each other how you feel now. Because you have to figure out where you're going to position yourself on this line, and you have to figure out how dedicated are you to how you feel. You might think you feel like this, but then you've got to put yourself here. <laughs> so now I don't know. In my living room, I feel here. And let's have a conversation. Okay. <laughs> where do you feel? And let's see who moves you there, really, right? Yeah, I'd say I'm the middle of the Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. My uncle was in the He's never killed anyone. He's never shot anyone. This whole thing about, oh, the NRA is killing people. Oh, the NRA is a domestic terrorism. It's mad, but like on the other side, like but on the other side, like yourself on the line. Like thumb shots can be easily made. So like so like in in a case. So do we feel good about where we are? Just beat them. Just break. All right. So let's go. All right, so let's look at where we're at. Look, this is very interesting. We're very, okay. We're not there. Nobody is awake yet. So what are some things that you can say about this one? What are some things that you can say about it? Come on, shades. A lot of shades. People are very nice. The nuance. What else do you notice about this line, Greg? I thought it would be a lot more in the middle. I did. This is right. This is uh, the scales are certainly tipping. Like we did, we barely cracked halfway. So I feel I'm looking at this line, and I feel like everyone thinks that something needs to happen, but we're not sure what and what that might look like. So Anne Mariel, can you tell me where, why you put yourself here? Tell me the story of that. Okay, so I see it, I do see like a certain background that I don't think everyone has an opportunity to get it And I feel like there should be, it should be more restricted to the average person, but at the same time, I'm really looking at all the factors. It is in the bottom right, so it's gonna take a lot of well, if you talk about federal, you need like two-thirds votes in order to take, so you need to talk about like ratifying the Constitution and all that. 
So I think that's sort of the way our federal government is going right now. They can't even bring up my You're not even trying. Okay. Very good. Can you tell me why you positioned yourself here? Yeah, I found that it was actually further this way than I thought it would be because there were some who believed that there should be no gun ownership, and I thought there should be gun ownership for hunting, but no handguns. Just any guns. I don't believe you need to have AR 15 to hunt, so it's just very single shot kinds of weapons and strict controls in terms of who gets to have them. Alexa, you you were not dismayed about where, because it's interesting to see, it was very beautiful and interesting to see how you negotiated where you ended up putting yourself, and how reluctant everybody was, and how medicine everybody was, and the justification of those conversations, but you were, you were clear. Why did you put yourself where you tell the whole story before the most recent shooting? Um, I was actually raised on a Republican. Both of my parents are very, you know, hardworking Republican whatever. Um, and we have like six guns in the house. My dad's a hunter. Um, we have them for protection. We all have our relations or whatever. Um, we've all been certified. And I actually went home last weekend after the shooting. And we were sitting at a steakhouse eating dinner. And someone like in the table next to us was like talking about the um, school shooting that just recently happened. And I don't know why, but I just like flipped the switch and I was like, this is not okay. I'm not okay with it. For, and my dad was like, oh, well, you know, it's my hobby. I like to hunt. I like to do this. I like to do that. And I was like, well, you like it, but 17 kids just lost their lives. So if you can't justify that 17 children in school lost their lives because of a hobby, then, you know, there's something else. For me, that's, that's how I feel. So I, I completely the So clearly we did, the, the point is through this device as a way to scaffold Hold and using a conversation. Question, oh. question. Mm-hmm. Who did your bed sheet? No, uh, the deer? <laughs> <laughs> so let's on that. Right? And let's, right, right, right. And this is how we scaffold the conversation now. And then the next, the next point would be, how can we disagree without being disagreeable? Mm-hmm. How can we debate an idea without attacking a person personally? Or how can we not take disagreements personally? How do we not internalize our positions? How do we remain pliable so we might be able to change our Four corners. What was someone scaffolding in the social network? I had a, an idea, yeah. a, a terrible idea, no. but it was just a question. What would be the impact of having a class take the metric that it's, in many cases is the one they really care about and have it even line up before you can bring Would that be a nasty, awful thing to do? Or do, does doing this kind of exercise make it easier to do actually do that? I don't know. 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 I don't do it for a quiz. You know, where, no, where, where oh, okay. 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 Oh, okay.
Right. Which privilege, which power have you wielded most? Which has served you? Let's see. Which one have you Your This is race. Your race. The money that you have, the money that you're able to access, your level of education, and your gender. So let's just look at this for a minute. We should talk to each other about that. <laughs> Talk to each other how race has to be in university. I was like doing well in high school and in middle school. And like high school, I'm going to get like scholarships to help me go here. And then how well I do here will help determine like my future and the money that I'll get. So like, yeah, this is, this is all I've got. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I've always personally prided myself on my advice. Well, my main priority right now is the number one. I feel like I've come along this way. My parents sacrificed a lot. 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 Obviously, project a little humor from my racial background. I finished two years of college. All of my everybody, all my parents had been subjected to another law, and so they could not read and write. When my mother was a teenager, when she was in high school, but every time the cotton was still alive, she had brothers. They had to leave high school, so actually their progress was retarded. So here we go. That's what I used to do. I finished two years of college, and my mother tells me, this is great, you can leave now, you've got a lot. I'm like, no, it's a nice person. But she's going like, this is fine, the family's cool with this, we'll get a nice job. So here we are. So you have that, without talking about it, I'm going to put myself here. Without talking about it, just investigate how hard it was to admit these things to yourself, what, the, what it took to put yourself where you did, whether you feel uncomfortable about it, whatever thoughts you're having about it. And let's see, you know, I just want to put you in a space where what are the privileges that we have that we don't even acknowledge? Because I'll say one thing, I, 20 years ago, I put myself in here. <laughs> my level of education is totally a privilege until I did the work to confront my whiteness. I didn't even, I had, I had such a basic privilege, I didn't even identify as white. That was the extent, because I can pass for anyone, and that is a position of privilege. Right? So I did the work to confront my whiteness, and now I know. Right? For me, I'm over here. <laughs> right? I'm over here. So, and here we have Jonathan, your gender, you're the only one. Can you talk about, can you tell us the story of that? Yeah, why did you, yeah, being a guy. He's the only one who acknowledged being a male is a position of privilege. That is, that is, there's no right or wrong about it. The most important. The most important, okay, all right, all right, can you talk about it? I feel like as a guy, you have like a lot of advantages. Like, 
opposition to being a girl, because like girls get slandered for a lot of things that like guys normally do. So like girls can't date multiple guys, like or else they're viewed as like. Easy <laughs> or uh, when guys do it, it's like perfectly accessible and it's encouraged. And like, I feel like as a guy, I acknowledge that it's not fair that women are treated different than guys. So I know that I have the privilege that women don't have. And I also put myself here because I feel like my race is it's actually a downfall compared to like a lot of other races because being a Hispanic, a lot of with a lot of the things going on right now, being Hispanic is not like appealing, really. Um, my social economic standing right now is not like great, so I didn't find that to be important because I'm making do with what I've got and I'm pushing myself to be more than what I am. So I feel like that doesn't like impact me. And education. education, I feel like right now I'm not at the standard that I want to be at, so like I'm still young, I still am you know, a freshman, so I feel like I don't have enough education to say that that's my most important factor. Like, you can name the four corners anything. The point is to put people in a position to self-reflect, to interrogate themselves, and to make some hard choices, to make some hard decisions about where they think they stand. All right, we're going to do the next thing. We can talk about all these. Each exercise is like one class period. Can we have one line of people here and one line of people there? It just, it doesn't matter. Just one line. So yeah. Okay, okay. Good luck. In a straight, in a straight line. I'm just, yeah, I got to, I want to get my questions to you. Okay, this is called cross the room. When I read a statement, you will cross the room if it is true for you. You're not going to look at the other people. You're going to only think about yourself. So challenge yourself to be honest. So if it's true, if it's true you don't move, right? So we're not lumping with each other. We're not lumping with each other. You're simply crossing the room if it's true for you. My favorite food is pizza. <laughs> I hate Valentine's Day. The food in the cafeteria is terrible. No, no, no. It's true. So it doesn't matter. I really love to shop. I was so surprised. Okay, so that we're just because we all we're all in it. Let's jump ahead. I can move about in public without fear of being harassed or physically attacked because of my sexuality. Let's explore ability privilege. I can assume that I will easily have physical access to any building. I have never been 
haunted, teased, or socially ostracized due to a disability? Gender and sex privilege. If I have children and a successful career, few people will ask me how I balance my professional and private life. If I have children and a successful career, few people will ask me how I balance my professional and private lives. Yeah. My elected representatives are mostly people of my sex. The more prestigious and powerful the elected position, the more this is true. So move if this is true for you. I do not have to think about the message my wardrobe sends about my sexual availability. Race, privilege. I can look at mainstream media and find people of my race represented fairly and in a wide range of roles. Schools in my community teach about my race and heritage and present it in a positive way throughout the year. I am never asked to speak for all the people of my racial group. Yeah, you never asked. I have never asked to speak for all the people of my racial group. Religious privilege. I can assume that I will not have to work or go to school on my religious holidays. I, religious privilege. I can assume that I will not have to work or go to school on my religious holidays. So interesting. Most people do not consider my religious practices to be weird. Most people don't consider my religious practices to be weird. Some people think that's weird. Some people, people, right, I don't know. Some people think that that's weird. Yeah. I call them godless communists. <laughs> Class privilege. I have health insurance. <laughs> I have taken a vacation outside of the country within the past three years. I am reasonably sure that I or my family will not have to skip meals because we cannot afford to eat. 
I don't have to rely on public transportation to travel to work or school. I can afford my own vehicle. <laughs> Nationality privilege. When I apply for jobs, my legal right to work in this country probably will not be questioned. This is, and it's 11, I'm so, we were, I was going to play the wind takes away next. Do you remember the wind takes away? We didn't do that yet, the wind takes away. Uh, I wonder if we, do you think we can do it for two minutes? Yeah? Let's get to real quick. Make a circle. Of my education. 
the more when we did these activities, we'd go into class and our class would be there before the professor came and we'd just be talking like none of us would be on our phone because we were all friends. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even like name a class other than Oracom where I know everybody's name. Yeah. Like, like, I don't even know everybody's name. Mm -hmm. And I know every single one of my classmates' names. I know like the speech that they gave yesterday and how well they did. And like everyone really cares about each other. And it, it really is just like one big thing. I would probably do it every, every other day. It is a wonderful class. I look forward to it. It's like a great day. Like, right? You have a lot to do. So I think closing out classes is really important. Closure, everybody wants closure. And also, just like we set the mood, you know, we dim out the candles in our time together. Magic box. Oh, yeah, magic box. Uh, uh, and also, just like even right here, right now, on the hangout with the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Help me with magic box. I got a magic box. It's in the sky, everybody. Chuck, chuck, chuck. Help me bring it down. The lid is really heavy. Everybody, lift the lid. Ah, magic paper. <laughs> magic pen. Write down something that surprised you in our class together today. Or something that you really liked. Or something that you learned. So write, it down. so write it down, and we'll go around the circle. Um, I really appreciated spending all of my time with my current and former students. I honor all of you, and I miss you dearly, and then I'm glad I have you. I'm putting it in the magic box. This is like breaking my heart right now, because this just like made me realize how much I missed the class. So for me, it was kind of like, not exactly, but like, it was like, I really want to see Yeah, I feel really Oh, okay. Put it in the magic box. It was cool seeing people other than students get really involved. And Professor Kay's like, today. <laughs> 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 I wanted to be with Mexican people of not our age get open and like, Thank you. 
Angela Cariotis signing out.